0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Winners Win Podcast. I've been away a few weeks now, but Super Bowl Sunday. Try to dissect what happened to the Eagles, talk a little Sixers, Phillies and Clearwater. So we're about three hours away from Chiefs 49ers. And the line has not moved at all. Niners hold at minus two. Confusing line to me. I've asked a lot of people. I've gotten, I haven't gotten a lot of great answers. When you look at it on paper, Chiefs have the better quarterback, the better coach, the better defense, the more experienced defensive coordinator with the championships, the, the defending champs, probably the more popular team. Not that any of that necessarily means you're going to win, but they beat Buffalo and Baltimore on the road. Two really good teams. 49ers have been they probably peaked a little early they played green bay and detroit almost lost both of those games probably without some poor coaching decisions by detroit may have lost that game pulled both games out they have a young quarterback who we don't know what he what he'll do a coach who historically hasn't been good in big spots Lost the Super Bowl to Kansas City in 2020. A game that he could have won very easily. Was the Falcons offensive coordinator in the 28-3 debacle against New England. We know uh, he lost the NFC Championship last year to the Eagles. Obviously without his quarterback. But So I, I guess I can't figure it out. It makes me like San Francisco. And that's strictly just... My heart. My head says Kansas City, but my heart says San Francisco. There's just something about it that that seems off. I know a lot of people think that the Taylor Swift storyline will continue and they'll go off into Disneyland and Disney World, I should say, and it'll be happily ever after, just like the NFL wants. And and that very well could be the case, but I'm not so sure. Although... Kansas City looks as good as they've looked all year. They look as good as anybody's played all year. Their defense is really good. Mahomes is a nightmare. If you you know you can't really sack him, you can't bring him down. He gets himself out of situations. They strike first. Kelsey's been playing great. I mean, it's and now they have these weapons that have come out of nowhere. It didn't look like they had a lot of weapons all year. They have Rice, um, who's been playing well. And, and uh, Scantling Valdez, who dropped that touchdown against the Eagles, has been playing well. So, it just seems like it's coming together for them. But Super Bowls are weird. Weird things happen. One thing goes either way. See what happens. I think the... It should be a good game, though. I mean, two pretty evenly matched teams. I think if you're San Francisco... You'd rather have this matchup than Baltimore. We saw what Baltimore's defense did to them. The Chiefs belong. They showed they belong. They went on the road and they did what they had to do. And San Francisco has been the best team in the NFC all year. Whether they've looked good or not lately, there's been no question that they've been above and beyond everybody all year in the NFC. Besides a weird stretch early on where they lost three games, they've been really good. So then the question is, you ask, could the Eagles have been here again and had their rematch? And we've talked about that over and over. We haven't haven't been on, I haven't been on since they lost to Tampa. Tried to kind of take it all in. They came out against Tampa and they looked, if you were paying attention, it was no surprise. They... For them to just turn it on, when for six weeks they looked lifeless, was naive. And they didn't. They had no life. They had no energy. They scored nine points. They got absolutely manhandled. Looked like they quit. The effort on defense was pathetic. I mean, they're not even trying to tackle, arm tackling. No aggressiveness. No care. Offensively, a lot of the same. Can't beat a blitz. Jalen looked disinterested, looked like they had no answers. And so it ended the way that, not the way we thought it would end, but if you, it ended the way that uh, it continued on the downward track that it, that it was going. Um, and then the question becomes, what do you do about it? Uh, and so what they did was They got rid of their coordinators. I'm personally shocked that Sirianni kept his job. I don't know how a guy who hired those coordinators who oversaw that collapse over six weeks, seven weeks if you count the playoffs, I think, um, keeps his job. But I guess because he went to the Super Bowl, they're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he's he's on a short leash. And so they they bring in Kellen Moore. They bring in Vic Fangio. I've never been a big fan of Vic's style. That's the style that the Eagles seem to like. The bend but don't break. Play soft. Try to get after the quarterback with your front four. He's got to be better than Patricia and, and Desai. But I, I think we need a change of philosophy defensively. And I think it's it's going to take some time. You need corners. You need safeties. You need linebackers. You need to figure out what's going on up front. You're probably going to lose Graham and Cox. If if not, they're not the same, but they should go. Carter and, and Jordan Davis, I don't really know what they are. I saw today they've given Hassan Reddick permission to seek a trade. So you're looking at a to- total overhaul. The problem is Howie. you know, a lot, a lot of people think, oh, he saw that collapse. He's got to go get linebackers now. I heard his press conference, he says, Oh, I believe in the Kobe Dean and, and and Cunningham. We really like Cunningham, and also I, he he's not going to do that. He has he has a belief. He thinks he went to the Super Bowl last year with the way. I mean, he had better linebackers, but the way that he he gets players and he's going to try to get after the quarterback. And he's going to he, They like that kind of that shell defense. I don't. I'm not a fan of it. But you look at the way the Chiefs play. This guy Spagnuolo, who's got rings, I mean, they 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 get creative and they come after you in certain ways. They bring corner blitz. It's it's a Jimmy Johnson tree. They bring pressure up the middle. They bring it from the blind side. They'll bring it from the front side. They bring it all over. They confuse you. We do none of that. Not that we have the talent to do it. And so I, I don't see a lot of changes defensively. I think they'll be a little better just because they're, they were historically bad. The real question is offensively. Can Kellen Moore... I've I've not been a fan of, but they were so bad that it's got to be better. Can he get hurt back to what he was two years ago? Can he, they have the talent, can he get creative enough to make something happen? They have to change, they have to be different, they have to be um, adaptable. They got stale and old and stagnant and predictable overnight. And it's funny. I thought it was, I you know, one of my theories was, oh, they're not, the Niners came in. They said for a year they, that they would have beat them. They stomped them. They they did it right in their face, in in the link, aggressively, and they never recovered. And people say, oh, I don't, I don't know that it was that. I mean, it was very simple. You just point to, well, when did it start? And when did this start to, this weird thing start to happen? I think there were signs of it early, but that was really the, t- the tipping point. I heard Lane Johnson this week in a podcast, he said, Yeah, Niners kind of exposed something that we did. I don't know that we ever figured it out, and we couldn't we couldn't overcome it, and other teams just kind of capitalized on it. I mean, you saw what Tampa did. What Tampa did, what's shocking is everyone that that have has watched this team knew. Todd Bolts was just going to blitz every play, and that's what he did. And they couldn't—they couldn't figure it out. Um. That's what's so shocking. It's not always that they lost; it's just they couldn't figure out how to beat a blitz. How How Sirianni stays the coach when he's an offensive guy and he can't figure out how to beat a blitz is is bizarre. But I can't imagine that he that he will be here long if they don't start fast next year. So it's weird for these guys like Fangio and Kellen Moore. They're almost like lame ducks. I mean, maybe one of them would become interim, but they're going into a season with a guy who's, in some ways, he's a dead man walking. I mean, he's he's on thin thin ice, and he knows it. It's a it it's it hasn't been talked about. How epic of a collapse that it was. I don't think that anybody has gotten to the bottom of what happened yet. I heard I heard Covey this week, the punt returner, say, well, there was miscommunication between the coaches and players, a lot of finger pointing. We tried so hard to figure it out. They would think we exhausted ourselves and and so I don't know. It didn't seem like a team that tried to figure it out. They didn't make any changes. They didn't make any adjustments, but, but nevertheless, uh, what a year coming up for them because it's, it's probably a do or die year for Nick. It's a do or die year for maybe even Jalen. It's a do or die year for, I think the defense starts to look totally different. They're so old in a lot of positions. Who knows what happens? AJ Brown, this will be the third of his four year contract. He didn't seem happy at the end of the year. Devonte Smith, someone they're going to have to sign. So, this is a this is a pivotal year. The start is crucial, and they have to find energy and love of football again, or things are going to look much different here in the following year. And I'll leave that at that. The only other thing I'll say is, uh, and I know this was a few weeks ago now, but. What what bothered me most, and this this bothered me a little bit about the Phillies after they collapsed in game six and seven too. I didn't see the pain. You know, you talk about the Phillies, we saw Bryce Harper after that, and this is a guy that doesn't have a ring and he leaves Washington, they win, and he had opportunity here the last two years. He was so close and they just fall apart. And I, it didn't look it didn't look like it hurt him. And maybe it did internally, but it didn't, it didn't show. And it was the same thing with this team. The, none of these guys looked hurt. Uh, one, one of the the leaders of the team, a veteran who oversaw this collapse, and we'll be tied to this for a long time, Jason Kelsey, five days later is at the Chiefs-Bills uh, game, extremely intoxicated with his shirt off with a Chiefs hat, Acting like he's in college. Just, I mean, like partying and laughing. And and, and so, was not bothered by it. And if, if he was, he got over it quickly. Could have been his last game as an eagle. And that's how he went out. I think that's what's concerning. And I think, I don't know if it's money. I don't know if it's just lack of reality. They make so much money that they, they're not in, in reality anymore. But you saw the Pro Bowl last Last week, you see Jalen running around, having a great time. I mean, the Pro Bowl, he looks like a totally different person than, than when he plays for the Eagles. He's smiling. He's jumping around. He's, I mean, that's the Jalen that I, I always knew he was stoic. But when he first came, I mean, that was kind of like his thing. He was very, like, cool, calm, and poised, had some fun. He looked like he hated football at the end of the year. He was like, became like a mute. Couldn't get a word out of them. Couldn't get a facial expression out of them. Couldn't get any anger out of them. So they have a lot of, they, you know, they got to look in the mirror. They have a lot of soul searching to do. And I, there's certain guys in that group that I really did believe in for a long time. And I guess now I'm, I'm questioning some of that. Questioning my own perceptions, my own instincts. I'm not ready to throw the towel in, but um, it was not that was not pretty that was not a uh elegant way to go out for as much talent as they have in a league that is that that watered down to get embarrassed week after week for six weeks and to get embarrassed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that one, that one will stick with me for a while, and it should it should stick with everybody. Not that I'm I lose sleep over it, but just how I kind of perceive their their group, which I thought was a a, a group that loved football, had fun, loved each other, great culture, and that that was what we that was a um, that was like axiomatic, you know, it was it was self evident, it was. Everybody thought that was true. So that the fact that that's a question now is, is makes you kind of rethink if you had the right idea about these guys. So sixers, let's talk a little sixers. I haven't I'll fully admit everyone that's ever listened to me. I've, I've totally abandoned the sixers as they abandoned us when they lost on purpose and um, it seemed like for a while, just from an outsider's perspective that, hey, maybe Nick Nurse has a good enough system and it looks like they brought some veterans in, the Patrick Beverley's and the Marcus Morrises and those guys, and Joel was having a, a career year again, historic year. For a second, you asked, hey, maybe they could get out of the second round, even though I'm, I'll never believe that until I see it. Uh, and then in Sixers fashion, Joel... Torn meniscus surgery. They trade some of those veterans. They do get Buddy Healed. Uh Shavano Rayner Healed. That's his real name. Buddy's his nickname. <laughs> Good trivia question. But they get him who who can shoot. Uh but they're, you know, they're slowly falling down the rankings now. And Joel is uh You know, it's a crapshoot if he'll come back. If he does, who knows what he'll be able to do on the court and the minutes that he'll give you. And so, looks like you'll be going into his 11th year next year, at least his 10th year. I think he got drafted in 2014, 15, 14. um, Without a a deep playoff run. And you have to ask, how much longer can this go on? It, It just doesn't ever seem like... It's going to go their way, even in a year where they get a coach who, who finally has a clue. And by the way, Glenn Rivers comes into Milwaukee, the two seed. He's lost five of six to start. It. It's brutal, Glenn Rivers. Uh, a guy that made his name um, not sure. I mean, he wins a, wins a title in 07, but uh, man, has he lost with some great teams and just been a fraud since. But. Yeah, you get the coach, you get a system, you get guys like Tobias and those guys playing better within the system. Joel, like I said, having a career year, filling the stat sheet, playing the game the right way, rebounds, passing, and all that. And and then back to the injury bug. So can't stay healthy or the coaching's poor or, you know, and who knows, look, they get in the second round, Joel could have disappeared again. But it, w- it would have been interesting to see with, with the way he was playing and the coach if it would have been something they could overcome, and it looks like we'll probably have to wait another year for that, unless some miracle he comes back early, gets back in shape because we know he's going to get out of shape now, and uh, and can get back to form, and then he'd have to, then even with that, he'd have to get used to playing with the new guys, buddy, um, and get back in the mix and be able to log long minutes. So I, I don't know. I don't uh, necessarily see that happening and there'll be a lower seed unfortunately. Sixers fans looks like they're going to have to wait one more year now. Phillies, I'll touch on Phillies real quick. So Phillies, I think they're in clear water now, pitchers and catchers. Um very uninspiring offseason. Signed Aaron Nola, which was great. Besides that, kind of goose egg Uh, I know they're they're tied to a lot of these big contracts but one of my things I thought was hey Dombrowski saw the way the offense collapsed two years in a row he's got to get creative he can't just hit home runs maybe they trade a a Castellanos or a Schwarber or someone and try to get more contact in the lineup or speed or something you know something nothing Um, he's going he's going to run it back with the same core group I don't know, man. I I think they had their chance. Uh, they they blew a huge opportunity last year. Houston was one thing, but to lose that to Arizona was incredible. And everything you hear from Topper looks like he's going back with Schwarber leading off. Same old story. They don't have a closer. Um, their staff, I I don't know. After Wheel and nowhere, I like Ranger. But you got Tawan Walker again. I, I don't know. Look, they've been they've been tied to some trades. They've been tied to. Bellinger they've been tied to the Indians closer class a but sounds like that these teams want Justin Crawford which I don't think Dombrowski's willing to part with I don't blame him. Um looks like they're gonna go with Rojas in center field for his speed and defense but man if he can't hit now you're back to what Martian center um, and and Babe Ruth Schwerber and left we're back to that same same story so I mean, look, the team's good. They have a good culture. They'll they'll be competitive, but the Dodgers, they load it. The Braves load it. I, I mean, are those teams going to keep losing in the first round? So I think that, you know, I, I do worry about uh, Wheeler and Noah's. Um, ability to, to continue to pitch. They've pitched so many innings without injury. So I don't know. It's a little disappointing. I mean, I guess sometimes the best move is no move from his perspective. Dombrowski probably figures, look, we're right there. We, you know, take some luck to win. And I think we're right there knocking at the door and I'm in, I'm tied into a lot of contracts because Clentac and Rubin didn't draft well and kind of stuck here unless I make a trade. But I think he's going to have to do, he's going to have to get another outfield stick um, that, that makes contact at some point. He's going to have to probably get another arm. And he's going to, I don't know what he's going to do a closer. I hear the word, I heard the name Orion Kirkring. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, is that a joke? I don't know. I, there were guys, he could have got Hader, five years, 95 million. He could have went back and got Hector Neris. I think it was like a one-year, $9 million deal he just got. So, I guess he's going to go bullpen by committee for a while, which is topper's specialty. He loves doing that anyway. And then, from there, uh, I guess he's going to have to assess and, by the trade deadline, make some moves, see where they're at. But, it's a team that starts slow. I mean, it'd be nice if they start quick. 87 wins, 91 wins. I mean, you can't keep being a wild card team. I find it hard that they're going to compete with the Braves all year for the division, but... Uh, baseball's a weird sport. I don't know. Everything could click, but we're not far from that. So, through the Super Bowl, Chiefs Niners. I-, I like the Niners uh, minus the two. Uh, I like them to win the games. So I think the money line's minus 125. Two, I guess, is not bad, but um, I don't know. Going with my heart, not my head. My heart. I don't mean the team I like. Just, just a feel. Um, everything on paper tells me the Chiefs but they're not favored, but um, tough game. Not a game I love, not an easy game, but go with Brock Purdy and those Niners. Get the revenge from uh, 2020. They've been knocking at the door for a while now, so maybe get their first Super Bowl. All right, everybody, thanks.